It is time to talk some greyhound racing and uh, in joining us is Simon Orchard to discuss on this 3rd of November everything that's happening in the world of greyhound racing in New South Wales. G'day Simon. Morning Dave, how are you mate? Very good mate, uh, there's a big story to come out of last night, uh, a record raking run from She's a Pearl mate. Yeah spot on, she was back, she was back in a big way Dave, win number 25 from 38 career starts, the time is electric as well, 29 Three four at Wensley Park, and she beat some decent dogs too. She got past Gatlin and Simply Limelight, who we know have had really big years. The big news, though, Dave, she's a pearl, broke the record for most career earnings by Greyhound last night. With that win, she's now amassed $1,367,970 in career earnings. She eclipsed the record held by Victorian stayer Fanta Bale, who's had the record for the last four and a bit years. A lot of questions raised over the last couple of months as well. Some were concerned maybe she'd never return to her best. Some thought Andy and Jodie Lord should maybe pull up stunts and send her to the breeding barn. Some hope we'd just see her on the track again. We're very fortunate this morning to be joined on the line by the trainer of She's a Pearl, Andy Lord. Good morning, Andy. How do you feel this morning, mate, knowing your girl is the highest earner in greyhound racing history? Yeah, good, mate. Um, probably a little bit relieved just to see her come out and do what she's supposed to do and last week I, I, I think she was a bit of probably a victim of circumstances but her run was terrific and you know I, I just knew this week she was on song and and she's probably still a little bit of improvement in her you know it's only a second 500 back so tell us about her last few few months uh, Andy because it hasn't been easy for her or for you and Jody. what has she been through to get to this point Nah, it's been <laughs> it hasn't been easy in the fact that she, you know, like she come on season, you know, as you know, it takes a couple of months for that to go, and then we got her back for the the, the Goulburn race, and um, she was only say so in that, and then she tore a hip, and then she got a virus, and in the end, I just threw my hands in the air and said, look, we'll just leave her in the kennel and let her rest, and when a coach starts to shine again, she'll be ready, and probably five weeks ago, she started to set the clock alight and we knew we had it back then, you know. You mentioned throwing your hands in the air. Were there any any ever conversations with Jodie about maybe retiring her mate and sending her off to the breeding barn where, you know, hopefully she can produce some really good pups? Did you ever think maybe this would be it? No, because I, I've never... Look, with this bitch, there's a lot of owners and... You know, when you look, you, you don't come across these type of dogs every day, and we want to see a race. And I was never in doubt she'd come back. That wasn't an issue. The issue was when. And hopefully, you know, we, we were sort of hoping that she'd be ready for these big races. And um, you know, it, uh, until they sort of show you a sign they're on the way back, you've just got to sit and wait. You know, every day that goes by, you just sort of look and <laughs> nothing's changed. And then all of a sudden you start trolling them and they set the clock a lot and that's it. But, no, we want to race her and, look, I've bred hard for the last 10 or 15 years and breeding's a big job and a lot of work and I've done that and race, which they reckon you can't do, but we've done it and we just want to enjoy racing her with the owners and a few others that we've got coming up and, and just see where we land, you know. Andy, we spoke earlier, mate, about perfection. You were saying that you're a bit of a perfectionist. Is she as close to perfect as you've ever seen, mate? Yeah, she is. Um, and I am a perfectionist. It's, it's 
like I said, it's probably one of the worst diseases you can have. But um, she is, she's, look, and, and look, it's like anything. Until you sort of give them 50 or 60 starts, you don't realise what you've got and, until they do it. And um, we're sort of getting a little bit of a second chance to and probably enjoy it more now. So we'll just poke along with her and see what happens. Just poke along with the greatest prize money winner of all time. It's not a bad dog to poke along with, mate. What's next? We spoke uh, a couple of months ago. You weren't really sure about races like the Phoenix or the Melbourne Cup, but now she's certainly thrown a cat amongst the pigeons in terms of that feature racing down to Victoria. Um, you were loath to travel her this year, mate, with the $2 million chases up here in New South Wales, but is the Phoenix the one you want, or is the Melbourne Cup with the heats on November 19? Is that the race maybe now you're, you're heading towards? Well, we're going to take her down to Melbourne and trail her. We'll trail her a sand down. And, mate, I'd say we're probably, you know, a really good chance of going in the Melbourne Cup heats. And and then, obviously, the Phoenix is is the one that, that um, we're looking at after that. And then, I suppose, before Christmas, that's all you want, you know. I mean, there was no need to travel before. The money was here. And when you've got a dog like her, it's... You know, you just got to follow the money. But, you know, the Melbourne Cup would be a great race to win. And the Phoenix would probably be even better, you know. Andy, for those maybe unaware out there, what what goes into travelling a dog and what do you think are the most important aspects of getting a dog safely from the Goulburn area where you are all the way down to Melbourne to run in a race like the Melbourne Cup, which is going to be an arduous um, couple of weeks if she's to go on and win it? Look, I've never been one that's travelled a lot over my lifetime because... I've had such a big team of dogs and I've gone to Queensland and competed there and, and gone to, you know, I've been down to Victoria a couple of times in the early days. But I honestly believe that, you know, going and staying at people's places and all this sort of stuff, I don't think that's really the right way to do it. I've watched blokes like um, David Gill and, and, and Daly's and um, all the people that come here and travel and they're very successful by just, coming here, you know, they obviously give their dogs a look and look, it's six hours to Melbourne and um, a bitch like her that hasn't got a care in the world as far as travelling goes I think it's just, you know, go down trailer and go back and race you know, and come straight back home and that's where they want to be is here, they, their routine and they love to do things um, in a routine so, you know, you get back home the next day and you still got a week if you make the final and you go back and do it again, you know. Andy, we know the tab's the slot holder of the Phoenix. Have you got a message, mate? If anyone's out there listening thinking, all right, well, suddenly she's back in calculations, you've got a message for them if they want to pick up the phone? Oh, mate, just let them... I'm never one to push anyone into anything. I've already had a couple of phone calls, so, you know, whoever wants to ring, they can ring, and um, obviously we'll be taking the best offer, you know. Good stuff. Mate, before we let you go today, we appreciate your time. What about uh, some of the youngsters coming through, mate? We've seen the rise of Vanda Jane and Black Abbott. These types have stepped out on the track in the last couple of months and run really well. Have you got a couple that maybe the punters can keep their eye on over the next couple of months? Well, them dogs are already <clears throat> obviously got their eye on them and they're going good. And I think Vanda Jane's future's over the 700 and she's a very, very fast bitch. Um, she needs to draw outside and Black Abbott, well, he's an up-and-comer that obviously is going to be looking for 600-plus, but um, I've got an Orson Allen litter that there's there's three of them there. Um, I honestly believe there's a couple of group dogs in them. They're, they're just absolute 
cracker jack dogs and I've got a young dog I've just named him Bandit Fred he's the next litter to Bandit Ned and I think he might be better than Bandit Ned there you go some push when can we expect to see them on track mate Bandit Bandit Fred and the Orson Allen that's the ones beautiful Andy we really appreciate your time mate all the best with She's a Pearl over the next couple of months hopefully a couple more months of great runs ahead and well done on the prize money record last night. Great job to you and Jody. Thanks very much. There he goes, Dave. Andy Lord, the prize money record last night for She's a Pearl. I know that's wonderful and Andy and Jody in time will sit back and admire that, but I think the big story, the curve yeah. has been thrown amongst the Melbourne Cup and the Phoenix uh, because some would have written her off and now she's firmly back in the frame, isn't she? Exactly right, mate. Now, mate, you're on the road today. You're off to Warhope. I'm at Warhope right now, mate. I'm sitting next to the Hastings River Greyhound Club, and today we're unveiling a new running rail that we've installed up here. The sun's shining. We've got a very, uh, very a bevy of special guests, sorry, I should say, on track, including GRNSW CEO Rob McCauley, the local member. Melinda Pavey is here. They'll cut the ribbon on this place at around midday, and then we'll watch some dogs trial and test out the new and improved track. And we should just say, Dave, this is part of Greyhound Racing New South Wales, forking out more than a million bucks on track upgrades in this area of the state, the mid-north coast region. We've got a lot of participants up here and it's all about making these tracks safer for our dogs to get around. We've also announced this year that we've got a super track coming to Taree in the next couple of years. So they've got this wonderful trial facility here at Warhope. I must admit, I didn't know Warhope existed before this week, Dave, but I'm up here now and it's a really nice place. So hopefully we can cut the ribbon, we can see some dogs get around safely today and they can enjoy this facility over the, the coming years. Yeah, it sounds like a plan, mate. Uh, we need some winners today at Gunnedah and... Well, not Gunnedah, because we can't get to Gunnedah. Dapto and Casino, though, mate. What do we like? Yeah, let's go Casino. Race 8, number 2, Prostitute. Still only a baby, only 20 months old. Still learning the caper, but certainly uh, has ability. Still a bit raw, still a bit green, but I think can win this race today. Started his racing career in Queensland. He's had his last two runs at Casino for a win and last start last week. Just got squeezed from box four and was never in the race. Inside draw today helps. Opened at $3. Last check was about $2.40. So there's been market support. Race 8, number 2 at Casino. That's Prosecute. And then we'll go to Dapto tonight. Race 7, number 4, Zipping Novak. Uh, really classy type for Jason Magri. A lot of the dogs running in this race have their eye on the rich middle distance championship beginning at Dapto next Thursday over 600 metres. Zipping Novak stepped up tonight in trip from 520 to 600 for the first time. He's been racing like it'll suit. He's certainly in the right camp as well if he's to see out the trip. I think that's the only query. If his class can get him over 600, then he should run a really good race. He'll have to run past the likes of Coast Model and Father Rick as well. But I really like race seven, number four, zipping Novak at Dapto. Uh, hopefully he can get us a winner tonight. Sensational. Thanks so much, Simon, for coming on, mate. Have a great day, everyone. Huru. There is uh, Simon Orchard uh, joining us from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales.